I hold myself to a very high standard in terms of my play on the field. Up until then, I'd been I'd been performing well, but not to where my expectations were. So it was really nice to be able to come up for my team when it really mattered. Welcome to episode 190 of Alberta Dugout Stories, the podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. There is no shortage of storylines this time of year in baseball in our province. From the Western Canadian Baseball League and West Coast League playoffs to the Canada Summer Games, Little League, Regional and World Series and much, much more, we have been following a ton. So make sure to subscribe on your podcast app because we have a number of great episodes lined up for the weeks ahead. This week, we wanted to take a look back at a great accomplishment by Dogs Academy's 18U Black Squad. They headed south of the border for a few tournaments over the summer, including the perfect game World Series in West Palm Beach, Florida. After going 3-1-1 in the round Robin, the Dogs didn't turn back, beating NEB National 4-2 in the final. Dogs starter Tyrell Chadwick, who picked up the win in the final with a three-hit, five-strikeout performance and six-plus innings of work, was named the tournament's most valuable pitcher. While he's only 19, he already has experience in summer college ball with the Dogs' black WCBL squad last season, and then his hometown Kamloops Northpaws for a few games before coming back to the academy this summer. An Illinois State recruit, he's also the son of former Edmonton Trappers and California Angels pitcher and current TRU Wolfpack head coach Ray Chadwick. We caught up with a promising young right-hander to talk about his baseball journey, winning the perfect game tournament, and what he'd like to one day accomplish. Tyrell, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Perfect game, 18U World Series champions. Now that you've had a chance to soak that one in over the last couple of weeks, how cool does it feel to have won that tournament? Oh, I mean, it was so surreal, especially it taking place um, on a big league spring training field, being there with with my teammates that I've been working with for so long. A lot of us, due to COVID, not being able to play tournaments the last two years, to be able to to be able to bring something that big home is a uh, is really exciting. Walk us through your mindset in that tournament specifically. Did you know right away that you were going to be a force right away? Was it some? Was there a turning point maybe for the team, or was it uh, we're going to dominate from the get? Um, we kind of knew that we were we were one of the top teams in the tournament right away. We uh, were being able to play all year round in Canada, despite uh, despite the weather up here. Obviously, separates us from. Canadian teams a lot of the time, but a lot of the, the high school teams in the States, they they don't play together all year round, and I think that was something that we uh, gave us an edge for sure, just a, a camaraderie between our team that wasn't necessarily there between a lot of teams that had only been together, say, a month or two versus us who had been playing together all year. What's so special about that group of guys and, and specifically about the, the performance that you put together during that tournament? I mean, we we had a lot of guys, a lot of guys that uh, maybe hadn't been having the best year up until then step up for us big time. We uh, we're an extremely talented team, but we're also also incredibly young outside of myself and a couple other seniors. So uh, to be able to see some guys that still have two three years left in the program come up really big for us, it was it was really special to see. How much of it is almost measuring yourself against 
dogs teams of the past because there's always been strong tournaments here, there, and everywhere from the Dogs Academy program. How much of that looking to the past did your squad do versus maybe trying to set uh, a precedent for future teams and future generations? Um, for myself personally, I definitely, definitely kind of wanted to leave my mark. I was around. I've been in the academy for six years now, so I wasn't. I wasn't playing with the the midget teams that had won any of the bigger tournaments, but I was I was around to see them and mm-hmm. just just the effect that has on the academy as a whole. It was um, it's definitely a goal to be able to have one of those in my dog's career. Mm-hmm. Walk us through that final game. It's a four two final, really close. How challenging was it to be a, a part of that experience and make sure? You know, all the all the emotions are kept in check during what is uh, the tightest game of, of the tournament and, and one that you knew what was at stake. Yeah, I mean, it's um to keep the nerves in check, honestly it wasn't wasn't too difficult personally. I after after the first inning I felt that I had completely settled in and that it was just just another baseball game at the end of the day. Of course, it's a huge honor to be able to play there, a huge honor to be able to bring that home. But I think a lot of our guys are are kind of made for big situations like that, and I, I personally was very comfortable. Mm-hmm. In those moments, you know you're in a championship game, you know that you're settled in. Do you still take that moment to kind of soak it in and, and realize the the enormity of the situation, but also make sure to realize that you're no bigger than the situation, if you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I think there's definitely I think there's definitely a balance there between treating it like another baseball game and also understanding just the situation that I've had the privilege to be in. The final out, the celebration begins. Do you remember that moment and and what was that like? Do you remember who you were trying to trying to get a hug from first, that kind of thing? Honestly, it was so so many emotions coming through that I just I remember running onto the field and I remember being with being with the team but I don't really remember the specifics that clearly mm-hmm. it was just a lot of a lot of energy from everybody and just kind of it hadn't even really set in yet we were just all so excited mm-hmm. uh, the trophy presentations happen your name most valuable pitcher in the tournament what did that recognition mean to you um it was Sure. I uh, one of our one of our top arms this year, and I I hold myself to a very high standard in terms of my play on the field. And up until then, I'd been I'd been performing well, but not to where my expectations were. So it was really nice to to be able to come up for my team when it really mattered. When you said you got into a groove after that first inning, what was it that kind of allowed you to settle in? Did you realize that, hey, this is the, these are the pitches that I'm going to be able to work with? Or what was it that was really working for you, uh, especially in that final game? Yeah, I, uh, I had Lider and my splitter were both working relatively well, which I, anytime that I have two off-speed pitches on top of my fastball, I, I'm pretty confident in my ability so it was it was nice after the first inning to know that I'd be able to go to those two along with just attack with fastballs early Mm -hmm. kind of uh, puts an exclamation point on on the season and the frankly the year that you've had at this point because it's been a bit of a a roller coaster ride for you hasn't it 
Yeah, for sure. Talk a little bit about um, being back home to start the summer. You got to have the opportunity to be opening day starter for the hometown uh, Kamloops North Paws. What did that experience mean to you? That was that was so cool. I think that was that was huge for Kamloops as a whole. I think baseball in Canada is growing. I think baseball in this town is growing as well. Just um, it's been a it's it is a hockey town and it will it's going to stay a hockey town. But I think being able to have something with the West Coast League here and have a bit higher level baseball in town, I think it's going to be really big for the sport growing here. Mm-hmm. You got to play with Dogs Black last summer as well. And I mean, you're 19 years old still. How much of this is about soaking up those experiences to maybe get yourself ready for what's likely to be a pretty busy run for you as you head south of the border? Yeah, I mean, I, I think being able to pitch in those situations will be big for me come university. I think a lot of a lot of high school guys don't have the opportunity to pitch with pressure, so to speak, up until, or at least not that much, on that big of a stage before they get to university. And I think the dogs have been able to put me in situations like that over the years that I think when it comes down to it, if I am put in that situation, once I'm down at school, that I'll be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Oak Tokes, but uh, as mentioned, you're originally from Kamloops. It's where you were born and raised. Talk about your beginnings in baseball. Obviously, your dad is a pretty influential character in the grand scheme of things, but how did you get started in the game? Do you remember the first time you, you put on a glove or tried to swing a bat? Honestly, it was... we. My dad's been coaching, coaching at TRU and Kamloops since the year I was born so it's it's so far back that I I don't have one specific moment that I I remember above the others in terms of my first interaction with it it's just it's been my life forever so that's kind of when I think back to growing up from a young age on a lot of my memories are at the baseball field did you ever feel any parental pressure to play the game? Like, what were you in love with it right from the get-go? Or was it something where you're kind of like, okay, I guess I'll play dad, and then it kind of grew on you eventually? Honestly, no. It was. It's always been something I wanted to do, and he's been been really clear about when I was when I was younger, especially that if it wasn't what I wanted to do, that I, there was no there was no pressure from him to do it. If it was what I loved, that that's what that he would support me, and that I would have his guidance along the way. But if I wanted to go along another path, that there was there was no pressure. You kind of alluded to it earlier. Talk about growing up in the baseball scene in Kamloops. What was it like? What was the the atmosphere like? And when did you realize that maybe there was there was a future in it for you? Yeah, I mean it's it's really cool having. I mean, for the longest time. TRU was the was the highest level baseball in town, and I I always loved going out and being at those games. Whether it be I was able to be in the dugout with them or just watching those games when they when they would host playoffs and Norbrock Stadium would fill up, just the energy there and having what felt like the whole town behind it was very surreal. So being able to do that this summer and having that stadium fill up. For a team that I'm playing on now has been been really cool. 
how different is it growing up with a dad who's got that resume? You know, it's not just, hey, he's coach, but I mean, we've, we've talked to him here with dugout stories as he's got the Alberta connections to boot. He played in Edmonton and shared a, a cool story about his first time in Edmonton and not understanding why there were plugins on the side of the road and then realizing that how cold it really gets. And he really couldn't believe that he called Canada home after that, uh, that whole experience. And yet here he was doing that. How much of that experience and some of those stories do you remember getting told to you around the kitchen table or even in the dugout? Um, it's actually, it's interesting. He typically won't, won't talk about his, his professional career or anything leading, leading up to or after that, unless I like explicitly ask about it. Hmm. So a lot of, a lot of those stories don't, don't come out unless I like, Hey, do you have any crazy stories about when you were playing here and when you were playing here? A lot of the time it'll just be. It'll just be specific stuff, whether it be mechanically with what I have going on or just it's typically typically more around how I'm playing rather than stories from his past. Speaking of, uh, how key has he been in in being able to help guide you in in trying to reach that next level? What kinds of uh, advice and wisdom has he been able to impart on you that you've been able to really hone in on and, and make sure that you've set your own path forward? Oh, it's been it's been huge. He he trusts the the coaches at Okotoks to take care of me and to guide me where I need where to where I need to go. But he, a lot of the time, it's just little things that he'll be able to to tell me just from watching a few at bats or watching myself on the mound for a few innings that always always make a big difference in the long run. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Okotoks, how did that opportunity all come about for you? Um, he, he has known the, the coaching staff, my dad, sorry, mm-hmm. has known the coaching staff for quite some time. And after my 13U year here in Kamloops, um, they offered to have me come down there and play in the academy. And with the level of baseball that they play at, it was just originally being that young, I I didn't move from home right away, so I would stay at home during school and then just go down there for the summers. But it got to a point where that was like my second home and that my parents were comfortable to send me there full time. Did you have any trepidation going in? Like you said, you're you're still a young kid, you know, traveling a, a good chunk of time away, eight hours-ish uh, driving all the time. Was there a little bit of like, are, are we sure this is the right choice, or were you pretty pretty gung ho and ready to ready to go the minute that you stepped foot on uh, on the fields here in Okotoks? I was always always very much ready to do it. I I was comfortable comfortable leaving the nest pretty early on. <laughs> I uh, it was a matter of getting my mom on board was the biggest part. She uh, obviously didn't want me moving out at that young of an age, but it. Uh, she understood that it, that it was what was best for my baseball career, and she uh, she allowed me to do it. What did that program mean to you? I mean, you're still just barely freshly out of it, but as you look back on the last five, six, seven years here, what's it meant to you? Not only as a baseball player, but also as your develop with your development as a human being. I mean, we spend upwards of three hours at the field a day, essentially. All, uh, over the off season and throughout the season, so it's 
essentially it's a, one of the biggest parts of my life, obviously. And um, it's it's really like a second family. It's like all of those guys. The amount of times I'll have conversations with guys that I didn't even personally play with, but have gone through the academy before me, or we're going or we're finishing up in the academy when I first got there. It's really just like it's a family. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about some of those influential characters there, and give us a few names of people that have really meant a lot to your development. In terms of coaching, I mean. It, goes all the way across the board between Tyler Hollick, Val Haldobler, um, Jeff Duda, Lou Pote, Bretton Guthrow. All of those guys have had, along with the entire coaching staff, I'm missing a few, but have been huge in my development, whether that be at the plate, on the mound, uh, the way my body moves, just mechanically, like health, just all the way across the board, taking care of stuff in the classroom, um, players, it's it's there's a plethora of guys that played years above me that have been able to to kind of not not even necessarily conversations we have, but just being able to watch those guys play that it's really set an example for me, and I believe guys all the way down the academy. You committed to Illinois State. You're heading there this fall. What made you decide to commit there and, and decide to continue your education uh, at Illinois? Um, well, Coach Wally Cranser came and visited the academy in the fall slash winter portion of the season. And I threw, him, I, I threw live inside and he liked what he saw and I was able to have a conversation with him. And as well as get in touch with uh, with our with our entire coaching staff, and through the, my conversations with them, I just loved every part of it, and decided that after conversation with my family, that that was the best option for me. Have you been able to check out campus yet? I haven't actually. I uh, I commit pretty late for my class. So the other players in my class were taking their visit like a week after I commit to Illinois State. Right. So they weren't able to set me up and get me down for the same visit time as them. And then by the time that we would have been able to set all that up, they were in their season. So they weren't (laughs) able to, I wasn't able to go down. So I actually haven't visited campus at all yet. From what you've seen out of pictures and that kind of thing, what's got you stoked the most? Well, they're redoing uh, redoing the field right now, but just looking at how the field looked before, that's going to be really cool. That uh, that college environment, on top of how how beautiful that field is, is going to be going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You said earlier that you have high expectations of yourself, and I'm wondering what your expectations are of yourself heading into a major school like that as a 19-year-old where maybe the expectations from outside might be might be a little less, but what's yours? I, I just want to compete for a spot as a freshman, whether that be as a bullpen guy, like whether I am able to work my way into the rotation. I just want to be able to have an effect on the team as a freshman. How do you get there in your eyes? What kinds of things do you still feel you need to work on to make sure that you're you're hitting the ground running once you get down there? Um, typically, I struggle. 
I wouldn't say I struggle with command, but I, I would say when I do have issues in the game, it is typically a command issue rather than a matter of getting hit around. So I think the biggest thing would be for me would just be to focus on small things in my mechanics that allow me to be more repeatable and be consistently around and in the zone and allowing my my stuff to play. How excited are you to be able to tap into the minds that are down there and to be able to maybe expand upon your knowledge that you've already grown throughout the course of the last uh, number of years here? That's going to that's gonna be huge. Being able to talk to guys, whether it be that went straight to playing Division One baseball or played junior college baseball before that, or obviously the coaches that have professional baseball experience, being able to talk to people, I think, at any level opens up opens up a lot just giving getting a new perspective on different aspects of the game mm-hmm. uh, a couple of fun questions for you one going back to when you were growing up did you have a favorite player or favorite team that you always dreamt that you wanted to play for uh the st louis cardinals that's that's been my team for for a long time now any reason why Honestly, for, for how much of a, a sports family I grew up in, I didn't start really paying attention to sports until 2012-ish when oh, really? the Cardinals when the Cardinals were really good. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're having a really good year this year. But that was kind of with with David Freeze and Wainwright still being still being in his prime and Matt Holiday and. Yachty in his prime. All of those guys were were a lot of fun to watch, and that's kind of what what got me into that team. Did you have a guy that you wanted to mold your game after? Or did you sort of want to create your your own persona on the mound? On the mound, I actually didn't really have I like that that I was I was looking to that I was going to be exactly like this. In terms of as I, I'm still I'm still swinging it. I mean, I've been told that I'm going to hit in the fall at Illinois State and kind of see where that goes. I've ended the season off swinging it pretty well, so I'm I'm hoping that I'm able to carry that into into school and play for a spot. It was actually it was Matt Holiday when he was having he had a couple good years in St. Louis, and then Matt Carpenter when I still when I was still playing more third base. Very cool. It's funny you mentioned Holiday only because it was his kid that was named uh, the first overall yeah. draft pick on on Sunday. How, how crazy is that to think that you know your idol now has kids that uh, that are they're going up through the system now? Yeah, that is that's it. It's pretty cool to see the amount of like sons of major leaguers that are making their way into into the league, especially like they're around my age and it's guys that I grew up watching. So it's, it's pretty cool stuff. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the draft, how much of that are you watching now that you're getting of that age, you know, whether you're high school senior or you're getting into, into the college room now, is that starting to be a thought in the back of your mind of, Hey, maybe there's a possibility down the road. If I can, if I can, you know, dot my I's and cross my T's kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's been a goal of mine for a long time to be able to play baseball at the highest level, at the professional level. So that um, I had a few conversations leading up to this draft. Not anything super in depth, but that uh, 
that's been something that I've I've been thinking about for a while now. That I that that's a that's a big time goal of mine. Mm-hmm. How cool is it to know that? it's not out of the realm of possibility either because as we saw this past week uh there's 15 canadians i i think that were selected including a couple of albertans i mean the 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 possibility is certainly there how much do you lean on that and go you know this isn't an impossible dream that some people might have thought a few years ago no it's definitely it's definitely exciting to see stuff like that um obviously i i do believe that i i have the ability to do that but i know that there's a lot of work to go still and I'm hoping that over the next couple of years I'm able to get to a level where that's uh, that is realistic mm-hmm. a couple more questions for you here before we let you go Tyrell first off uh, you've seen those guys roll through the academy they're alums they managed to uh, go to the next step and provide those anecdotes those words of wisdom for you to maybe take that next step in your journey Looking back on it, now you've got the benefit of 2020 hindsight. If you were to go back and offer some words of wisdom to those kids that are 13 or 14 starting out on their journeys, what would you say to them to maybe um, inspire them to dream big? Um, just that it's one of those things that you really you have to love it. You have to love every step of the way. That uh, Those guys that you see that do make it work, it's because that's something that, that, was a, that they really that they really wanted, that they dreamt about, that that's what they were working towards every day. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of something that you need to keep in mind when you when you have those practices you don't want to be a part of, when you have those early morning lifts, is that it's it has to be something that you really, really want to do. And if it is something that you really want to do, that it's it's entirely possible if you take care of business the correct way. Absolutely. Final question for you here. It's the one we ask everyone. What does the game of baseball mean to you? I mean, it's it's been my life for forever. It's I don't know, I really don't know where I would be without it. It's um, sorry, it's hard. It's hard to articulate. Really, it's been a part of my life. Like I said early on, that like literally since I was born. So to be able to continue to do that and to be able to do that at a high level has been a huge part of my life and is something that I hope I'm able to continue for for a long time. We hope so as well, Tyrell. Congratulations on on not just the success that you had at the Perfect Game 18U World Series, but all the success you've had at this point. Continued success going forward as you head to Illinois State and beyond. Thanks so much for sharing your story and joining us here on the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Tyrell Chadwick for joining us this week, and thanks to all of you for downloading and listening. A big shout-out as well to our Platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. We'll keep it really short this week and simply tip our caps to the Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy. If you'd like to learn more about all of our teammates and how to get involved with your organization, head to albertadugoutstories.com. Until next time, thank you for all your support online, on social, and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.